Hello, and thanks for listening to JoJo's Hello. Bizarre Podcast. My name is Mark, and as always, I am joined by Miles. Hello, Miles. Hello. Yep. Uh, heard from you before. <laughs> Thank you for, for We're coming. We're bored. Okay, go yeah, on. that's Miles. And I'm also joined by Jackie. Hello, Jackie. Hey. How are you? I'm drinking tea. I noticed. I'm fine. Why didn't you ask how I was? <sighs> Mark doesn't care. How are you doing, Miles? Good. Okay. We're also joined by a guest this week. Oh my God, it's been forever. Uh, but we are joined by Mason, one of the hosts of Anime Addicts Anonymous, the podcast that uh, I was on a few weeks ago, probably too long ago. I should have had Mason on sooner. But uh, Mason, thank you for um, coming on the show. I'm glad we can make this work. Yeah, no, I'm so thrilled to be here. I like how chill and calm and laid back everyone is on the show. And I'm Really ready to like unwind and uh, just hang out with you guys for a bit. So thanks for having me on. You were a blast on our show, and I've been looking forward to talk JoJo and all other related anime, whatever comes up. Awesome. Sweet. That's that's how open-minded we have to be when we start this, because we definitely don't plan it tightly enough no. to just stay focused on JoJo. And it's, it's funny <laughs> to think about, like, yeah, we often are an easy listening anime podcast some people say they sleep to it like they play our podcast and they fall asleep <laughs> oh i kind of forgot about that i wish yeah. i didn't have to remember but then some people also listen to us while working like driving like truck driving and they don't fall asleep i hope not. so <laughs> yeah hey do you guys want to just do like a quick like uh hey wake up wake up <laughs> don't don't crash um no no i'm here for the miles asmr segment when when does that happen when he reads an email, basically. Um, but it's funny because like just a minute ago, I was just running around trying to make some technology on our side work. And I just really had to fight the urge not to just go fuck at uh, computers, uh, Bluetooth speakers, everything. But I'm here. And uh, Good job. this may all edit together nicely. We'll find out. Uh, but listen, it, listen, listen, first time listener, you're, you're like, who gives a shit about any of this? We are a podcast, the three of us and sometimes a guest, about the JoJo's Bizarre Adventure TV anime that started in 2012 and is still going. Um, we have covered... <laughs> question mark. <laughs> question mark. Uh, half question mark. Now, it's less of a question mark than a few months ago. Uh, we've covered all of the JoJo TV anime as well as the animated uh, OVAs, the live-action TV drama, and part four movie. And you can find all of our back catalog at anchor.fm slash jjbpod. Uh, it's in a weird order because we started with uh, Diamond is Unbreakable, uh, and I will not explain why. Uh, so as we wait for uh, Stone Ocean to come out, or specifically now as we wait for August to tell us perhaps when Part 6 will be animated, hopefully. Uh, August? Well, August 8th or whatever the hell it okay. is, is when they're going to tell us something it new. It sounded like there was a person named August who was going to tell us yes. <laughs> tell us things. Yes, Augustus Gloop is going to come out of the Chocolate Factory and tell us uh, that Stone Ocean is coming out in October. That's just what I would hope. But anyway, uh, we're waiting to hear more about Stone Ocean. We can't always cover JoJo and we can't stop doing the podcast because we need an outlet. Okay, so we've been watching other Speak anime. Speak for yourself. You need an outlet, Miles. You, you have a tiny letter that you send out or whatever it is. That's true. You have a newsletter. You write. And I write the newsletter for this podcast. And you are a professional writer. Am I Am I wrong? You think you do that for the common good? 
I do it for the money. <laughs> well, okay. Fair enough. I hope you're not doing this for the money. Because uh, there is none. I'm sorry. There's a little bit. Uh, yeah, I think, unfortunately, that well has run dry for you, specifically. <laughs> uh, anyway, so we've been watching other anime, uh, either recommended to us by our listeners, sponsored by our patrons, or shows that we thought, hey, that looks cool. But this week, as ordered by a Patreon patron, we will be talking about Goblin Slayer, the, I want to say, 2018 anime that has nothing to do with Demon Slayer. So for anyone who was confused, don't be. It's just Goblin Slayer. Did they name themselves Not a relaxing show. Not a relaxing show. Not an easygoing show. Did they name themselves like Demon Slayer on purpose, do you think? You mean, did they name themselves? Like Goblin... Yeah, Demon Slayer. Wait, what? You mean, did this show... Did they choose the name Goblin Slayer because they were cashing in on the success of Demon Slayer? No, because then they would have named themselves like Damon Slayer or something (laughs) if you really wanted to confuse people. Matt Damon Slayer. You have to kill all the Matt Damons. (laughs) Like, here's Bagger Vance coming at you. Here's the guy from The Martian. That would be Mm. an anime that I would write for. Um, I would love to kill the guy from The Martian. (laughs) Uh, but before we we dive into Goblin Slayer, and you know what? Before we even go into Correspondence Cave, uh, Mason, I wanted to to ask you: Can you give me an an overall like an idea of uh, what Anime Addicts Anonymous is and how you got involved? Oh boy, I sure can. So, Anime Addicts Anonymous podcast has been running for uh, an infinitely long amount of time. AKA like 10 years. Yeah. We what? just recorded episode 585, literally like minutes before I jumped on this podcast. So uh, it's been going on for a while. I, however, am not that advanced. I'm a small baby child. I've only been around for the past two, three years. So I got on board when they were, you know, after 10 years, maybe you need some host rotation overhaul say what you will people move on and i was lucky enough to be invited on did a couple guest episodes and they're like hey this kid is almost not annoying enough let's uh keep him around (laughs) and now they're stuck with me so i uh one of the newer additions but you know been an anime fan for also far too long and that's that's my story the main podcast obviously has been around for a while so uh we cover have covered everything at this point. There's nothing left. We've conquered anime, but we, uh, <laughs> that's what we do. Yeah, so I was interested because I know that you guys do approach like, okay, here's the season coming. Here's summer 2021. Here's what we're looking forward to or whatever it is. But uh, do you guys cover, do you cover an entire series? Like say this week we're talking about four more episodes of Roroni Kenshin or something. Um, and how do you decide what it is you're going to cover? Because I, I talked to you when we were planning this and you said you watched something like 24 episodes of anime a week, uh, which really isn't that much when you break it down, I guess, but it's more than we do. It's definitely more than we do. I mean, so we do full reviews of a series, whether that be the 12 core show or a 24 core show, depending on how it takes. I mean, obviously if we were doing a review of Jojo, which we've done in the past, that's all 39 episodes, give or take on the season. So we do quite a bit. We usually do it seasonally. So we pick the host, pick the six favorite shows from the season. We let the listeners pick their favorite three out of the remaining set. And we usually do nine reviews. 
which equals you know roughly 12 weeks of content and then next thing you know it's the next season and the cycle of pain continues all over again <laughs> so we're kind of up to date but it's uh it's a fun ride every week that's awesome that's such like a, a smart system a way of doing it that's like interactive but uh lets you guys be the ones that are like have your finger on the anime pulse of uh i guess i should have said pulse of anime huh anyway I don't know. Um, what are you liking no, from from this season, or, or what has been your your favorite of twenty twenty one so far? If you if you know, sure. Well, it has certainly been an interesting year. I think both the winter and spring seasons have been pretty solid, definitely above average as far as the anime landscape goes. This currently airing summer season, which started three ish weeks ago. Uh, looks a little more concerning it looks like we're being perhaps punished for the riches that we were offered the past couple seasons but as far as this year goes i mean the clear standout of recent time has got to be odd taxi i don't know if any of you guys have checked it out yet oh we're going to talk about that a little bit later i think it's uh uh, yeah it's quite exceptional it definitely deserves the full you know 12 episodes that it is but it's an original it's based on anthropomorphic creatures, animals. Actually, that's what the word means. And uh, just is a very mundane show, very relaxing show that really just starts off as interesting dialogues between characters, mainly our main character who drives a taxi and through that encounters all these strange characters. But things start to unwind and become a deeply ingrained and entwining plot of murder and bank heists and sabotage and idol groups and it definitely gets wild and despite the simplistic visuals has a lot to offer cool sounds interesting i said that because that show may be in our future why because i don't quite remember but i believe someone uh wants us to watch that okay someone with money (laughs) um Anyway, <laughs> well, this person not only has money, but also good taste. So I can vouch for their selection. I am glad to hear it. Usually I don't uh, I don't look forward to a show until it's like a few days before we watch it. And then I look it up and go, oh, cool. <laughs> Otherwise, I'm like, that's a weird name. Here it goes on the list. Yeah. But yes, before we talk about Goblin Slayer or any kind of taxi. We have another question for Mason. Mason, oh, tell us about your... I mean, we're not talking about JoJo, but just tell us tell us no, about that's a good idea, tell yeah. us about your knowledge of JoJo, how you got into JoJo, what what you've seen, what oh, you've no, experienced. I wasn't ready for the test. No, oh no, it's not a test. No. It's not a test. It's we're just the least like qualified list people. list. Just just tell us some things about yourself. JoJo related history. to JoJo. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. So I have read ninety seven percent of the manga. Read everything up through most of part eight. I assume we're going to talk about the news of that coming to an end soon. You're already more qualified to host this show than Jack here or me. <laughs> no, no, no one. You, you guys said at the beginning, this is a anime. Or you guys are talking about the anime JoJo, which I, I've seen all of as well. OVAs, all the uh, Rohan stuff as well. So mm-hmm. I, I'm pretty on the ball with it. I know some people are like capable of like, oh, I remember every stand, their power, their like stats. And I was like, I, I, oh I'm my not God. on that level. Yeah. But I, I certainly have explored the series as much as I easily can get a hold of. So it's uh, it's definitely a series that in all honesty, despite my 
adoration for it. I like it more of just how creative it makes me feel more than like, oh, I think the writing is so amazing or the animation is so good. It's more of just I watch that show and I feel like inspired mm. as a creator. I'm just like, wow, for that so much to go into this and be so much fun is really inspiring. So I just enjoy the feeling it gives me. So uh, big JoJo fan. I have some of the volumes behind me, but I'm too lazy to grab them for display purposes because it's a podcast and no one cares. Yeah. Yeah. The listeners cannot, you know cannot what? see it. How about how about for charity, even though I don't even we have can a all computer? Just be like, oh, exactly. wow. Yeah. <laughs> Look at all that. Whoa. Oh, my God. That's How are you even holding all of them at the same time? <laughs> There's so many. Amazing. They make a picture when they're put side to side. Uh, so you hear that, listeners? Mason is one of us, one of you all, and uh, and you like him. You like him already. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Not, not a fake fan. I, I've passed yeah. the inauguration. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see how long my goodwill with all of you lasts. But thank you for having me again. Uh, Yeah, no problem. Is everyone? Is yep. there anything else? Lingering? No, Should that's we move it. On that's to, it. Okay. Let's do it. Let's read some emails. There's not even but before we. Now I'm just going to say, and now that we've done that. And now this. <laughs> and now let's take a, Let's just, let's light up a torch and take a peek inside the correspondence cave or the new listener nest mm-hmm. or something to that effect. Uh, I Jackie, never come up with any. You really don't. You've come up with puns in the, in the past. You're good at rest in P word. <sighs> yeah. Which I when I say like P I word, I want people to know we I don't mean recording you know. in real life. Yeah, it's hard. You've got things to think about. You've got to think about, you know, Southern values now. A child, um, working for whatever dumb company you work for. Who do you think will replace? I think I would love to record until my son can replace me on this podcast. Whoa! What do you think? <laughs> what age do you think that is? Twelve. Yeah, 12. 12? Yeah, I think 12 is old enough to do this podcast. Yeah, I think 12 is fine. I was worried you were going to say like three or four. <laughs> oh, no, 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 no. You won't be able to read the subtitles. Oh, that's fair. But I mean, we don't really do anything super intelligent that requires you to be able to know what's going on. This email is from Eric. Eric? Eric. 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 <laughs> Eric, uh, the subject line is Haruhi. Dear Podbods, when are you guys going to talk about Haruhi? I just watched it for the first time about a month or so ago, and I love it. I've heard you guys mention it before, so I was wondering if some of you have seen it in the past. Last question. Mark, who is your favorite member of Hollow Live? I know you have mentioned Hollows before, and as a fellow fan, I was curious. Sincerely, Eric. 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 Uh... Thanks for writing, Eric. Um, Jackie, you and I have seen Haruhi. I don't remember it. I, I we've mentioned it before on the pod because I want to rewatch it and see if I would like it now as an yeah. adult. <laughs> Wait, is this Haruhi Suzuyama? The yeah. melancholy of Haruhi you, you, Suzumiya. You've seen it, right, Miles? Yeah, I've seen it, but like when I was a long, long time ago. We so we all probably saw it when it came out, and we don't remember it. Mason, have you seen it? I have. I've seen both seasons and the movie. Okay, you're way ahead of us. Is it worth, do you think it holds up? Do you think it's worth watching now as we all are adults? (laughs) So have you seen the movie? No. No. So the movie is, in two words, a masterpiece 
and oh. incredibly long. I guess that's more words to do, but <laughs> it's, it's a lot of words. It's almost three hours long. Wow. It is like Lord of the Rings length. And it, it's very well done. It's probably one of like Kyoto Animation's like crowning achievements. And it very much relies on you watching the show to, you know, get what's going on. And the show itself is quite notorious, not only for like the ending dance that became crazy popular, but for the Endless Eight, which you would remember if you've seen that, which is the eight back-to-back episodes of the exact same thing happening. Mm. Oh, I don't really remember that. Do you I, recall I, that? I didn't get so, that far in, in the show. So you probably only watched the first season. Yes. We, yeah. yeah, I think that might be true for me as well. Yeah. Which is pretty good. Uh, obviously, you can watch it achronological as far as the timeline goes, which is the broadcast order, which is probably the best way, though it makes you question what's going on a lot of times. But the sure audacity for... Kyoto Animation 2 have eight episodes where the same thing happens back to back to back to back, but animated differently each time. Like they, it's not like they just replayed a loop. They had they had the time to rechange the outfits, animation, and just small dialogue tweaks. But mm. just imagine being a fan back in the day and being like, "Oh, I love Haruhi. Wonder what this next episode is. Oh, it's the same one as last week. Oh, okay, that's kind of a bummer. Oh, next week will be different though." And then for eight straight weeks, for two months, to get the same episode. Imagine wow. how crazy that would drive you. I would love so that. So a lot of people who watched this, I think, while it was airing, uh, really disliked the show for that. And even watching it in like a marathon, some people will be like, oh, you can just watch the first one, the second one, and then mm. like the last one, and you'll get the whole mm. thing. But honestly, I enjoy it. I just I like that it's very soothing. It's very calming. It's like watching a Hallmark movie. You know what's going to happen, and you just mm. you just let it vibe over you. But it is worth watching, despite all that pain, despite all that suffering, just for the movie, <laughs> the disappearance, which is a great payoff and pretty cool, and which is to say it's a pretty good series, and it's iconic. Yeah, that is definitely true. It's one of those things where it's good to watch it even to just be like, oh, I get what people mean when they talk mm-hmm. about that thing. Um, I feel like if I rewatch it, I want to watch the first series in chronological order just to vary it up because I do remember being like, I don't get the plot, but some things in this show are cool and the music is fun. Um, but uh, I like the idea of watching something over and over again. I think it'd be fun to be like, what are all the little choices they made? But I'm a production nerd mm-hmm. that way. I feel it, like it would pay off with this kind of series. Yeah, I feel like they also love hiding mystery details and stuff. Jackie, were you going to say something? And then did I also hear Miles before? I have no idea. Let's record the same podcast episode eight times in a row. Ooh. <laughs> oh, shit. We couldn't even, we wouldn't even be able to duplicate ourselves because we'd be okay. like, what did we say? No. Well, yeah, we'd have to like, what we'd have to do is we'd have to record a podcast, then we have to transcribe it, and then we have to then like mess around with it. Like, you know, the, the first episode we just record, the second episode, like Miles and me switch lines. Um, They've the, done that on Comedy Bang Bang, by the way. The next episode, uh, I don't know. We're all we all have like different voice effects on. We all use a we all speak in a falsetto the entire time. Yeah. Uh, just hello and welcome to yeah. JoJo's. Um, we sound like we're making fun of ourselves. Like hello, hello. I'm Jackie. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Comedy Bang Bang did that. There's some guests they have on uh, a comedy podcast, and they just 
record the same episode and then they print it out and they read the lines mm. like once every few years that the same guys come on and they just attempt to make the same episode every time. Mm. And I never noticed that until they stopped and admitted it once. <laughs> oh, really? And then I think they did re-record the part where they talk about it as like a meta thing. They like added oh that God. in. It was, it's very dumb, but it's mm. it's fun to imagine that dedication. We're not going to do that though. Mm. I don't want to. Anyway, when are we going to watch this sh- I'll watch the opening. I'll watch any of the OPs or EDs at any point in time. And uh, yeah, I'm intrigued by that eight episode thing. So I'm I'm down to rewatch whenever we're done with the 800 other shows we have in the hopper. Yeah. Yeah, I think let's get to a stopping point because like what ends up happening is we'll watch three episodes of an anime for this podcast and then we like one and then we keep watching it. So I think once we're out of ones that we like, maybe we can watch Haruhi and then see the whole thing. Yeah, it'll it'll be a minute, and yeah. uh, Jackie and Jackie and I are about halfway through, a little bit more than halfway through, with Vivi Fluoride Eyes song. Yes, and it gets even more confusing and interesting. It's not confusing. I'm I understand. Con- it. I'm confused. Okay. <laughs> Why is her personality like that now? Never mind. No okay. spoilers. <laughs> no spoilers. No, but we also should just uh, talk to me about it. and I'll explain it. We'll keep moving through the emails as well. Uh, the next question here was also, oh. uh, who's your favorite member of Hollow Live? You didn't ask me, but my favorite is, um, of course, um, Korone. I was going to say, you can't pull the name. Korone. <laughs> is it your favorite? Yeah, Korone yeah. is probably my favorite. Uh, but uh, it's one of those things where I fell really far down the rabbit hole and can name a bunch of other ones as well that I like. Mm-hmm. I really like uh, Marine or Marine. I liked Coco, even though she's retired now. Um I think uh, Pekora, Pekora is good. Miko is good. Uh, Botan is fun when she plays Trials. Uh, I'm going to stop now as I realized how many I can actually name. But yeah, mostly Korone. Yeah. She's great. She's weird. She's fun. Do, do either of you know what we're talking about? No. I do not, but I... Don't explain it. Hollow Live characters on Google Images. Okay. Uh, anything pop out I don't know if I could even describe them in a way that differentiates them from like four others that it might be so I'm gonna I'm going to bow out of this one I uh (laughs) fair enough I'm sorry (laughs) it's cool I I pointed out that like I was like somebody something something goblin slayer drew hollow live errs and it is true that the the manga cough for the goblin slayer manga has just for fun drawn a few of the Hollow Live uh, characters. Oh, really? Yeah, that's cool. Um, but uh, we'll talk about it. But with Goblin Slayer, I I didn't realize it's not uh, it's not just a manga that was adapted. It's more than that. Mm. Uh, is it a video game? It is not a it video. Feels it video, might be a video game. It feels video game, or no? It feels like a tabletop game. We're gonna talk about that. Okay, fine. But it does. This email is from Kenny, and the subject is Isekai Time Part Three. Hey guys, I just rewatched the first three eps of Goblin Slayer for the podcast. Uh, the OP still gives me chills, so that's good. The last time that Kenny saw it was 2018, so he didn't really remember it that well. Uh, but it feels like it is almost a typical isekai. You know, has game mechanics, a uh, m- powerful male main character with a harem of ladies, uh, but the main character isn't reborn from somewhere else. Uh, Kenny likes how dark the show gets, and it makes it feel more high stakes. Story isn't that special, though, but Kenny really likes Goblin Slayer, the design, and likes that he's a good tactician. I agree. 
Uh, let's see. He's emotionally cold and has no problem killing children, but is still looking out for his childhood friend, looking for goblin tracks. Uh, one thing I already loved about Berserk, a manga that is somewhat similar to this show, is that you can fit good comedy in a show that is so dark and brutal. It's true. Funniest thing is how much motivation and ambition all the adventurers have and Goblin Slayer is like, nah, I just want to kill some goblins. Probably not a show for everybody, but the brutality is pretty tame compared to other shows of the genre or even JoJo's. Hmm. I'm really looking forward to hearing your thoughts. Even after uh, all this time listening, I'm still surprised by your reactions. <laughs> That's all for me. Have a nice week. <laughs> Cheers, Kenny. P.S. Hope I'm not too late for the episode. You are not too late for the episode. You are now on the episode. Congratulations. Thanks, Kenny. Uh, is is Goblin Slay is is he the protagonist? I guess he is. I thought it was the girl, right? the the priest The priestess girl. It's the kind of like she's like the main of the anime. She's the Koichi. Yeah. Oh, kind of. She's like, <laughs> like I'm sure in the novel, I bet it's just written about the Goblin Slayer, and then for the anime, they were like, we need a, a little cute priest girl to tell the story. From but you her don't know that. I don't, but I believe it. Okay. <laughs> Um, I thought you were going to ask me if this is an isekai because that is something people I've, debate about this I show. I forgot that I learned what isekai was because I was like, what is that? And then I'm, and I remembered we watched other shows where they're like kind of based on video games or whatever. Not yeah. based on, but like they look like you're in a video game and there's a male protagonist with a hair. I'm like, I remember. Okay. Yeah. And this is, people argue that this isn't the case because he didn't die and then get reborn as far as we know, I guess. He doesn't, he also like doesn't seem interested in... Any of the boobs that are bouncing around him, right? I don't know. Well, the boobs. I don't know if he, if he ever changes that, but they don't make any noise when they bounce though. So <laughs> that's true. How big are they really? <laughs> they don't make the noise we heard in Dragon Maid or whatever, <laughs> what, whichever show we got that from. <laughs> it was like boing. <laughs> I was like, oh my! Always oh, sound like that in Dragon Maid. Can't yeah. confirm season two. Just that's the lasm doing it. Oh yeah, season two is a thing now. I got to finish season one. Uh, Miles, would you like to read this final email? This email is from our dear friend Chad. The subject line is the other popular anime with very little to no proper nouns. Aloha, JGP Pod Ohana. I hope that everyone that watched along this week enjoyed the brutal dark fantasy that is Goblin Slayer and wasn't too negatively affected by certain elements. As a longtime Berserk fan, I wasn't too shocked by what GS had to offer when I first watched it, but its resulting notoriety made it somewhat awkward to recommend. Do you think that a toned-down version of Goblin Slayer would still be as popular, or could it be argued that the brutality is vital to the story being told? Anyway, here are some of the JoJo voice connections you can listen for in the first three episodes of Goblin Slayer. Uh, the Heavy Warrior shares his voice with Part 5 minor, minor antagonist Leaky Eye Luca. The Dwarf Shaman shares his voice with Bruno Bucciarati. Um... And the Lizard Man Pre shares his voice with Part 2 Jojo, Young Joseph Joestar. Mm. Lizard Man enjoying cheese is one of my favorite things across all <laughs> anime, so here's a clip I made just to be able to share it whenever. Uh, and there's a clip attached. Hope everyone is doing well and staying safe. Mahalo, Chad. P.S. With some subtle and not-so-subtle hints, Goblin Slayer leads viewers to think they might be watching an adventure playing out uh, on some tabletop RPG like D&D. Based on this, when Funimation was first running their dub, they went and made character stat cards for all of the members of Goblin Slayer's party, and Chad attaches a link for anyone interested. That's a cool idea. That's fun. Yeah, because 
I read his email when we were watching the first episode and I was like, yeah, I guess it's hinting at that. And I guess it's like a game because people said it's an isekai. And then by episode three, I was like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. it is really not so subtle. Because mm-hmm. at the end of episode one, you hear dice rolling. But I want to think that it's real because otherwise it's not as fun to watch. It's just like a, mm. a D&D. I mean, it's fun to watch a D&D game, but it's. It's different. It's it's it doesn't make my anime experience isn't as fun. Yeah, it's you know, still real to me. When it's like it. mostly an imagination and role playing and stuff. Yeah. Um. Let's see. Did Chad ask us anything in here? No, not really. No. Oh, do you yes. think a toned down version of Goblin uh, Slayer would still be as popular, or could it be argued that the brutality is vital to the story being told? Um. I don't know if I would say vital. I hate to sit on the fence here. Uh, I think it is gratuitous. It is gratuitous, mm-hmm. but yeah, I do wonder. I. Do wonder if the show would be able to stand out even even if it's technically not an isekai, but it would be hard for it to stand out in that genre. I mean, we haven't seen a ton of them. What's the one that we did see? The one that's a little bit comedy-ish and he pulls in the goddess that like laughs at him and is going to condemn Konosuba. him. Yeah, Konosuba, thank you. Um and even even with just seeing that one, I'm like compared to this, I'm I can see why people would fit it in the same genre. Mm-hmm. But it is like, hmm, I guess just the fact that Goblin Slayer himself does not take off the armor is mm-hmm. so narrow-minded, yet he's not like a complete asshole. Like, he does kind of make it unique in that they're just oriented towards this one goal, this one race. But, uh, yeah, it does feel like the brutality of it maybe adds to the realism. And and as our previous uh, emailer said, it makes the stakes feel really high. Yeah. Um, but I don't know. Maybe you could clean it up. I think Jackie I think and I can, watched the... I think you can pull it back a little bit and it would still be good. Look, I'll just say uh, I, I think you don't need uh, all, the, all the rape. You don't no. You don't need to see so much of it. We didn't need to I see agree. all of that. Yeah. That's, that's, that's what you could roll back and it would still be good with the, the brutality. I'm glad I got a warning about it before watching it because mm-hmm. I, I, I can have a really bad reaction if I'm not expecting it. So I'm glad I had a warning. And so I expected it and it was fine. Everything was fine. And it's, I like it. Spoilers. I like it. <laughs> okay. Nice. I was, it seemed like it. Cause you were asking, you were asking questions during watching it. And I'm just like, I shouldn't. What kind of questions was I asking? Uh, you were just like keeping track of like what was going on or something. Okay. Um, sometimes I try to feel out. I'm like, does Jackie like this during, mm. but often I think you don't like it. And then when we record the show, you actually do. Okay. Um, but I was kind of like, I think she actually likes this. Hmm. Do you even know her? <laughs> I don't. Um, yeah, because a part of me was like, when I was watching this, before the, that scene happened, that a whole attack scene, I was just filled with dread. And I was kind of thinking like, I wish I didn't get a warning because warnings make me kind of dread things sometimes, uh... usually more than I need to. But at the same time, and this is the same patron uh, who asked us to watch Blood Sea. Mm-hmm. At the oh. s- same time, like that that came out of nowhere and I did not like it. Yeah. Um. I mean, he did say like, it's graphic, it's gory, mm-hmm. and some people might not want to see that. And then I watched it and was like, I'm so mad. This is horrible. <laughs> but um, I loved it. <laughs> you did. And and I and yeah, later we, I was like, maybe I want to see more of it. Um. But yeah, Miles, what do you think? I, I feel like I just heard you say that, that you agree this is gratuitous. Yeah, I, I just like, especially the... Yeah, the rape scene was completely unnecessary. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't think it added anything. 
it, and it did it just added honestly it's gross but i think they do that to throw in tna i think it's just yeah. a way of throwing in fan service at young boys who there are able to disconnect from this and not feel like that already though uh yeah i agree i agree um mason uh, how do you feel about that because you had not watched goblin slayer before i asked you to uh, subject yourself to this right yeah, yeah, I was staying far away from it. You know, I I personally love going into shows knowing as little as possible. I think figuring out what the show is trying to say, where it's going, is part of the fun and enjoyment of it. But just the notoriety that this show generated from those initial scenes kind of like sent tremors through the anime community that were kind of like hard to escape from. Mm. So, you know, everyone was kind of generating an opinion on how it presented its scenes and I was like very skeptical going in and I think inherently just because of that that's kind of verified the fact that because of the content it had not so much in a quote-unquote brutal way but in the intense like sexual presentation of things like that inherently made the show more popular and that's like kind of an unavoidable fact that any news is good news mm. uh, as far as that objectively made the show better or worse with it i would say yeah i'd rather not have it there i think it could have told the same story without a lot of what it did but to say that that was probably a big source of its success and why it's being talked about why we're talking about it right now three four years after the fact is probably a part of that so as much as i'd like to say oh that shouldn't have been there it succeeded for better Mm. or worse Mm. yeah and for me, it's it's even like even if you felt the need to to put in that detail that like the goblins sexually assaulted one of the naive young adventurers, you just don't need to show so much of it. You yeah. know what I mean? And yeah, granted, I mean I'm not saying that this was like pornography, um, but still they just like showed so much of that whole attack. And pretty early on, you're like, I get it, I get what's happening, mm. I get it, and they keep cutting back to it, and it's like. All right. Like, they're really bad, you guys, in case yeah. you weren't sure. They're really bad. They're bad, and they do that. I'm like, yeah, no, I know. And then they disposed of that character. Like, it didn't add to the plot yeah. or anyone's character development. It just was, like, something they wanted to show you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, guess, I mean, are we, are we diving into, like, review time now? I guess we... we kind of are. Usually... We should... We should you, oh, we should do the to... Patreon stuff. Okay. Oh, yeah. Sorry, I mean, that messed we'll, it up. We'll, we'll come back. Like, no, no, we'll come back. That was, gotcha, gotcha. That I'm was glad us. You stopped us. <laughs> that was it's Chad's fault. I answered Chad. Chad. Yeah, Chad always stays on topic, and so then just start running with it and forget. Like, oh yeah, we gotta gotta pay the bills. Listen, before we talk about Goblin Slayer, <laughs> we should talk to you about something called Patreon. I don't know if you've heard of it, but Patreon is a website that was launched in. I'm kidding. I don't know. Uh, we have a Patreon. If you go to Patreon.com/slash/JJBPod, you can support the show and get access to our Patreon feed which includes things like Miles' weekly cultural reference newsletter that explains the things we talk about on this show that are not anime, uh, and uh, my Jojolion chapter reaction videos, which, no, I have not uploaded a single one of yet, but am almost done with chapter 106. So uh, I will be able to continue, I will be able to finish Jojolion with you within the next uh, few coming months. Uh, We also have a tier where for $3... You get the same stuff, you support us even more, and we thank you out loud on the podcast. So thank you, Lord Zendar, Robin Tendo, Jumbo, Katie, Bloof, Dylan, Nocturnal, Leah. He has so much higher, higher. 
Aura. <laughs> I'll try to go lower. Kenny, Mr. Jackpots, Caden, Nick, Josh, Austin, Tim, Tyler, Martin, <laughs> Michael, Christian, and Chad. Thank you. I love you. Nobody else does. Well, <laughs> we do, but this is this is a special technologically fucked up week. So Yay. Miles took on triple the burden there. <laughs> Just like you all have taken on triple the burden of the $1 patrons, but we love them too. Just less. Mm. We also Damn. We also have a tier where 66% less. Cold. You you don't have to do it weekly, but uh, for one time, if you just step up to the $15 tier, you can tell us what the hell we should watch, which is why we are talking about uh, Goblin Slayer this week and why we've talked about lots of shows that we've enjoyed. So if you want to produce an episode or sponsor an episode, whatever you call it, go to patreon.com slash jjbpod, sign up just one time for the $15 tier and then turn it off. So you don't have to get charged multiple times. And then send us a message. These fees help these fees help pay for the private jet that shuttles me to Mark and Jackie's house to record these episodes. That's right. That doesn't happen. Well, Jackie, <laughs> come on. <laughs> Just go with it. Someone's gotta someone's gotta tell the truth. Someone's gotta expose you. We have to put Jackie we have to get her some some lessons at the Upright Citizens Brigade Theater. We have to teach her about no. yes yes and oh, damn. you gotta right. yes and us, Jackie. Sorry. Yeah. I heard I don't, a podcast. Once. I don't want the listeners to be misinformed. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, we're he might believe you. We're spending money on like hosting shit and like a bunch of anime streaming services, including a few that we barely know exist. And you help us out with that, and we appreciate it because this is a fun hobby, mm-hmm. and you help it be fun. So thank you. Thank you. All right, let's take a quick break just to rehydrate. Yeah, I need more water, and then we will talk even more about Goblin Slayer. Uh. I'm drinking beer. It so, doesn't help. Uh, well, it still helps. Okay, we are back. And we are now officially starting to talk about Goblin Slayer. Although, for those of you who listen to the emails, we talked about it for a little bit back there. Mm. So if you're a skipper, go back. Go uh, back and listen to Chad's email where we start to talk about this and then stop ourselves. Yeah, it's like it's like a few minutes ago. You can do it. Mm. Uh, so Goblin Slayer uh, originally is still ongoing a light novel series that began in February of 2016 and soon after also became a manga a few months later in May 2016. Both are ongoing and we are going to be talking about the TV anime uh, that came out in 2018 had one season then a movie and I believe they have a second season coming out at some point. And this was produced by White Fox, a studio that has done Steinsgate, ReZero, and two shows that I want to just call out because of their name. I don't know anything about them. The first one is, is the order a rabbit with one question mark? (laughs) And then a few years later, or I don't know, just further down the list, there's, is the order a rabbit with two question marks at the end? Oh. So I don't know if that's a sequel or something, but... It just never fails that a something typo. bizarre pops up, and I'm like, okay, that's another show that's mm. that's out there. Um, and yeah, it's a very fluffy moe show. That makes sense, and you know, Girls obviously, running a cafe totally gels with with this the style and aesthetics we're seeing in Goblin Slayer, obviously. 
Uh, and yeah, Goblin Slayer is a dark fantasy. It is sort of similar in in aesthetics and tone to Berserk, maybe a little bit more lighthearted. Why do, why do people keep comparing it to Berserk in the emails everybody was? Why is that? Well, Berserk is like the dark fantasy anime, you okay. know, in terms of it's just older, it's lasted this entire time. Mm. Uh, well, shit, not anymore, actually, but um, it's uh, very influential. Uh, so it's like the thing that things are compared against. And I'm sure that if you asked uh, the author, whose name I don't have written down on my pen and paper here, uh, he'd be like, yeah, I like Berserk. Okay. Um, and uh, as was alluded to prior, this show gained some notoriety in part because uh, in the first episode, there is some pretty graphic violence and a fairly graphic depiction of sexual assault. And uh, people got really pissed off at the streaming service Crunchyroll, I believe, for not Mm -hmm. putting up any kind of warning about it. And so now when you go to watch it, it does say at the top, like, you know, caution or warning. The show contains uh, graphic content that may be disturbing to some viewers. And uh, it's true. So I I think that was a good move on their part. Um, As as for how much, uh, you know, we we were following anime at that time, but we weren't really like going online and looking at discourse. So, uh, Mason, well, you just I, felt I like... I don't do that. So, I don't know if you do I that now. D- I usually don't. I, I don't okay. like any kind of discourse online. I don't like people's opinions. We're very casual anime fans, I think. I mean, we host a podcast. I know. So, we're like... But we're we're still pretty casual. I, I only think about anime uh, once a week when we have to watch an anime and then talk about it on this <laughs> podcast. That's probably the, the, the doctor-recommended <laughs> appropriate amount. Um... <laughs> But uh, this is not a ringing endorsement of the work that we put into this. <laughs> I think that's what people like about <laughs> if it. If you though. want to know what normies think about anime, yeah. uh, <laughs> normies and and me in disguise, <laughs> me disguised as a normie. Um, none of us are normies. Come on. Okay. But uh, yeah, Mason, did you f- you you were saying that I you know I just read like a Wikipedia chunk that said there was controversy. People were, I don't know, like what were people's reactions to this compared to other gory shows in the past like we watched blood sea as well which i was shocked at how gory it got towards the end of its uh, season yeah. i mean i i can't imagine that so much of the like knee-jerk reaction was into like the violent aspect of things i think this mm. is far and away like as far as like oh he beheads someone or there's blood splatter like it is very tame especially compared to a lot of the dark fantasy that you've said before i mean Obviously, as a lot of the listeners wrote in, it gets compared to Berserk, but it's miles different. But I would say you could find a dime a dozen shows every season that has a comparable amount of violence and, right. and bloodshed because it is edgy and actiony, and it's it's what the, it's what the kids want. But I think it is very much explicitly the 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 sexual situations from the initial episodes that kind of sparked the controversy more than the violent ones. Yeah. And and I will say that, that unlike the violence, it is the kind of thing where for episodes two and three, I was like, please don't do any of that again. You know, mm-hmm. I'm just like, come on. I hope that doesn't. And you know, so far so good spoilers for episodes two and three. Um, I did also notice that uh, for the goblin slayer manga last year in July, the bookstore Kinokuniya, uh, stopped uh, putting it on their shelves because uh, they believed or someone believed that it promoted child pornography. Mm. Um, I don't know anything else about that, 
but uh, that that makes me worried. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> makes me wonder. <laughs> moderate spoilers, but the the this whole series starts off, if you remember, with the priestess who's saying, "I'm now 15 year old, oh. technically an adult." Yeah, she says, "I'm uh, an adult which now." Is, yeah. Which is, you know, very straightforward, and you can say, I am an adult, all you want. But mm. when you have a character that looks like that, who is put in situations, as we will talk about, it is not a good look, especially from a Western mindset. So I'm sure that's what it is, more than a future thing that we have yet to uncover. Yeah, and I mean, to some degree, it's like, if they're going for that medieval sort of you know, it's a fantasy, of course, but for basing it on medieval guilds and, and all that kind of thing, like, yes, there were child soldiers and such that, mm. you know, don't adhere to the same morality that we do now. But yeah, if they're going to depict them in sexual situations or in different stages of undress, it's weird, certainly, if, if no other word. But does that explanation work when you tell little Timmy's mom, who is like, oh, I like this little goblin show, and he picks it up, and then she sees what he's reading, like... right. <laughs> I, right. I, I, I think that's show. the well that's what I'm saying yeah. is like if it were just her saying like I'm 15 which makes me an adult I would be like okay I guess that's that's period appropriate but then yeah when you see them like naked and stuff it's 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 harder to defend yeah it's like what the fuck is this um but uh yeah I mean she's the only one who says her age but the the first adventurers with her in episode one don't really look any older than than she Mm. do they um yeah so the the format of the show so far is that it is similar to isekai shows uh set in this sort of like almost like this dragon quest or early final fantasy kind of thing where it's uh in it's, medieval europe it's but ye oldie it's times. ye oldie anime mm-hmm. um but uh <laughs> there's fantasy elements you've got people who are elves and dwarves and Lizard men, which I did not know was a thing outside of Soul Calibur 2. Uh, but whatever. I they're feel they're like, there. Does Skyrim have like a reptile person? I never played Skyrim. Skyrim has some reptile people. Yep. Okay. Did you guys know what? that one of the big dragons on a mountain in Skyrim is voiced by Charles Martinet, who does the voice of Mario and Luigi and all those fuckers? I did not know that. It's crazy. You hear it and you're like, how is this the Mario guy? He is never he, Is he like, it's a me, a dragon. <laughs> it's a me. <laughs> Spyro. <laughs> and then he burns you. Uh but sorry, I just I love that little fact. And that's the only reason why I'll ever play Skyrim. Oh, okay. Just to look at that dragon. <laughs> um But uh yeah, it's the sort of medieval fantasy situation and it takes place kind of revolving a guild where different uh jobs and bounties are posted. And these adventurers go in there and like a game, they have these ranking, this ranking system um, where there's so far we only know about porcelain and silver. I don't think I saw any other. There's porcelain, silver, I think platinum. Platinum. Platinum is the highest one. Okay, cool. Yeah. Um, they The other things that feel video gamey about it is that like the spell users can only use their spells a certain amount of times. Yeah. Um. And somebody literally mentions experience points at one point. Oh, do they yeah. really? Yeah. Yeah. I missed that. Um, he's a, he's, when they're looking at the quests in, I think, episode two or three, one of them is like, oh, I need to I need to fight something stronger so I can get more experience. points." Oh, I do remember that. Yeah. OK. Yeah. And there are some not so subtle references to the gods rolling dice 
at, at the end of the first episode, we hear a die rolling, but I thought it was a rock being kicked in the cave or something. No, but you see the you see the dice. later. Oh, okay, that's like episode three or something. Oh, okay, um, and yeah, the Goblin Slayer is the name of the protagonist. Uh, everyone in the show technically is unnamed. Yeah. Um, but but he is uh one who slays goblins, and his only mission in life is to eradicate all fucking goblins. And he uh, never takes his suit of armor off. Do you think he's ugly under there or, or really cute or no, he's average, be boring? Okay. Until Do you know the singer Neo, how he always wears that hat? No. It must be because he has a hideous, hideous head under there. <laughs> That's my theory. Okay. I don't know. Um, I like to think before he explained it where he was like in that third person way when he's like sieging that goblin village. And he's being like, what if you grew up in a village where everyone you knew was killed by goblins and mm-hmm. stuff? And I was like, all right, that's your backstory. Until he did that, I was like, what if his dad's a goblin and he just hates goblins <laughs> because his dad was an asshole? Oh, you know, yeah. I think that would be such a funny reveal. But it's got nothing to do with that. But of course, it seems like <laughs> we don't know how he looks. Uh, should we go episode by episode? Yeah. Sounds fun. Okay. Well, it starts, the show starts with, guess what? A flash forward. Hell yeah. A classic flash forward. Classic oh, flash forward. I love forward. overly grainy filters. Oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like they found uh, some, this is some found footage. They're restoring lost minutes of the 1920 anime Goblin Slayer. Uh, we just see this this young uh, priestess or white mage, if you will, and she looks scared of something mm-hmm. coming out of the darkness. And then we see that it's sort of a knight, a knight in armor with a blazing red eye and fire. And then you see a shot of her eyes, and there's fire in them because of the you know how eyes reflect. Oh, is that what that was? Yeah. Um, and it like close that has like a close up on her, and then she says, "She says I want to be an adventurer. I want to be an adventurer." Yeah. Um, and then we sort of flash back. Uh, or we jump to where the show starts, which is that same uh, white. I'm going to call her. What do they call her? Do they call her? You call her the healer or the healer? priestess or something is what I would call. Yeah. Her. Priestess. I think they call her the priestess. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The priestess is a young woman or girl, 15 years old, she says. And she's at this she's adventure. She's an adult. Guild, <laughs> a full blown 15 year old adult. She's looking to get her first quest or something. Oh, no. She's like registering herself. Right. Right. She's at the enter your name screen. Yeah. Uh, and she's debating writing Dick Butt uh, or her actual name. Uh, but the characters don't fit. Right, exactly. So Dick Boo is not nearly as funny to la- to look at. Um, Just, it hits different. Yeah, it's a different, different mouthfeel. Um, and so the woman there explains to her and us how the whole system works, I guess, even though I didn't, it didn't really sink in for me. I was like, what is this? That uh, it's basically like she's saying, this is a video game. You're going to be rank porcelain and you can mm. level up. And No, rank. Oh, yeah, porcelain. Okay. Uh, but then she gets um, kind of accosted by three other young people who are adventurers. It's two ladies. One's a mage. One's a fighter. Yes. A black mage. One's a fighter. And then there's a guy who I guess is a knight. He's, yeah. yeah. Uh, and and. By the way, the way they were talking, because I knew that there was a scene of of sexual assault coming mm-hmm. later, I wrote down, I was like, we don't even hear their names when they go into the cave. I'm like, mm-hmm. they're definitely all going to die. And then... Oh, you knew. I knew, but also I, I'm wrong because nobody has any names in this show. Yeah. And so it, 
but at the time I was like, he's so overconfident. We don't get to know them at all. Okay. Um, I thought maybe they would make it. I didn't think that I didn't think that was going to happen to them. One of them technically survives, which did surprise me that that uh, the the fighter girl actually lives. Well, before we get well, there, we'll <laughs> talk about that later. Yeah, let's not let's not forget to mention uh, the guild clerk, the lady there, who is visibly concerned with the task they are taking on, and knows the history of the fate that is no doubt awaiting this literally signed up two seconds ago guild. Yeah, and she's like, you know what? I'm just not going to say anything. I'm just going to. Just, just let it slide. Just, just yeah. This is probably gonna be yeah. okay. I noticed that too. I was like, she looks concerned, but everyone else is like, oh, it's like easy. They're like the first. They're like le- like the first level monsters. Like anyone can beat them. I scared one away. But it, it's just the kid who is saying it. Who's like, I've never fought them. And, but... and, and there were more. There were, uh, you know, four of them. Yeah. So like, I would be kind of confident too. You know what I mean? Like we got to start somewhere, and they can't. They can't be that hard. You know. I'd be I'd be confident too. <laughs> if they were in a field, maybe. Yeah, if they like saw one, cave, I, guess, I don't like that. Yeah, instead of going to their home base, they should have just like waited to like find one or two of them alone or something. Oh well. Yeah. Um. Because I'm guessing for her position, it's like it's not up to her to editorialize and tell people what's mm-hmm. safe or not safe. Because to her, in that world, they're not children anymore. Mm-hmm. You know, it's ridiculous. I know, but. To her, it's just like, it's not my place. But I do wonder if maybe they should have like a sign behind the desk that's like, if you are porcelain, you are not allowed to take goblin nest quests. Yeah. You have to just like, I don't know, feed my horse. That's your first quest. <laughs> um, As we will talk about why she should have known better later. But Oh, right. Yeah. Because they, 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 they talk about, yeah, how often this seems to happen. But um, yeah, so we see these young adventurers that seem like a decently balanced team. Uh, they go into this cave and the whole time everyone's like super confident while our, our priestess heroine is like, uh, shouldn't we not be so confident? <laughs> uh, they go in there, they're, they're surprised by these these weird like markers that are very uh, shiny and decorative that are, that are there. Um, the hero can't stop hitting his sword on parts of the cave. Uh, and basically, they just get ambushed and they get wrecked. They're behind the goblins. Uh, show up behind them, and yeah, yeah. They didn't know they were coming because, well, it doesn't matter. But uh, yeah, they get wrecked. The priestess, the priestess survives only to be saved by the titular goblin slayer, who then uh works with her a little bit and uh explains to her where they went wrong and he's just murdering goblins. We should also just note that when her uh, companions all get brutally, oh, yes. it's very brutal. <laughs> like we skipped over that part, but it's like, it's it's very brutal and scary. And I'm like, how is she going to survive this? But yeah. yeah. I, I was wondering I mean, how dark the show was going to be if they were going to show her like head come off or something yeah. after we just met her. Yeah. Was someone going to say we something? Have a- a whole mob of like these three foot tall like green goblins just descend upon them. I mean, they just strip down all the females, mm-hmm. do their indecent misdeeds. Our heroine, the priestess, like urinates during the fight because she's so frightened. Like that's mm-hmm. the kind of details this show wanted to be like. This is what's going on. Yeah. What do you think? And, and that's then, yeah. It doesn't go over well. They keep showing the main guy, the the, the leader of this this group. They keep showing his hand extended. Mm-hmm. as though they're about to chop his arm off. But at least what we saw did not show his arm being cut off. 
I was really ready for that. I was thinking it was going to be a RoboCop moment where we'd get a close-up of his hand like exploding off his body, but they never showed it. Um, I didn't notice that. Yeah, they showed the shot. he was just stabbed times. multiple times. Oh, and his like hand was just there to show him like reacting? Re- yeah, reaching out oh, in like okay. futility. I thought they were going to chop it off. Um, I also I also wrote down the action is entertaining, uh, which is significant for me because like I sometimes get bored by action scenes uh, or I usually do. You don't like robots. Well, I, that's one thing, <laughs> but I also in general, sometimes like a- action scenes can fail to hold my attention. Like mm. Jojo, like the action in Jojo, I'm paying attention because it's like there's like something else going on. It's like smart. It's not just like I hit you, you hit me. You know, <laughs> yeah, we're a happy family. Yeah, yeah, and like this was very tactical. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the fact that they that they were losing two goblins because they were in a group, it felt more realistic. Like it felt more honest about their chances, you know, or something. They weren't really just, working together as a group. It was like four well, individuals. They, they also illustrate that they yeah. they show that like this one guy is swinging his sword everywhere, and so the fighter girl is like, I can't get in there. Yeah, because you're swinging your sword. Mm. all over the place and the spells take a long time to cast too mm. that's the thing is the 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 dark mage she tries to cast a second fireball or firebolt uh but she gets overrun before she mm-hmm. can finish so yeah it kind of shows you like the weaknesses of it all it's yeah. not as simple as they didn't really have a strategy for for being in a cave right so it seems to have kind so, of thoughtful approach to the action but go ahead i was gonna say as much as i'm going to reveal my hand and to no surprise of anyone who's heard my podcast before i'm very negative on a lot of shows this being one of them i will say Uh the mechanics of like how the system of goblins like worked with setting up things to distract them to allow them to come through a different passage with the low ceilings to like this is why this guy failed or like you guys said because he's doing this this person wasn't able to do that all those mechanics at play i thought were probably the highlight of this encounter and really felt realistic in how did a bunch of these scrubby little goblins win? Well, this is how, and it made sense. And that was probably what I was the most invested in. Mm. Yeah. They had the environmental advantage and the kids were playing just on home turf. Yep. Yeah. And it basically answers kind of play the, off your... the question of like, what could go wrong? How easy is this? But it, it shows you like, well, here are all the things that go wrong. Miles. Yeah. And they're kind of playing off the expectations that you have from like having played these kind of games that like, goblins are like a one-hit ko Mm. but like this fight did not work like like if it were like a turn-based thing maybe they would have won Mm. but like it wasn't (laughs) yeah this was like if dark souls started you in a cave with a bunch of goblins it'd be like no it's not just do this a bunch of times to level up no 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 it's going to be hard as fuck right off the beginning um so then the priestess and the goblin slayer uh allied together after he uh, rescues her from a, a goblin or two um, and uh, at first I thought like she actually didn't know any magic she she tries to cast heal on uh, the first girl in her party who gets stabbed yeah but she's like she's not getting any better but we find out that she was poisoned that the goblins uh, okay. use poison daggers and stuff mm. um, and so uh, the priestess helps goblin slayer by using holy light which seems to blind and illuminate the the goblins in their cave which helps Goblin Slayer count how many are left and and get some attacks in while they're blinded. Um, and he just shows like all these different tactics that he uses to trip them up and where he waits for them to come out. Um, 
And I could tell that like the show really was like, isn't he badass? Don't you think this guy is badass? But I was also like, yeah, he kind of he's kind of badass. Yeah, I kind of liked it. I liked him. I like that he's smart. He's smart, but he's also yeah. not like such a gruff asshole. Like he's kind of gruff and he's direct, but he is fine with uh, with like taking his time to tell her stuff and work with her instead of being like, I don't have mm. time for weak people. I'm yeah. not babysitting you. Get yeah. out of my get out of my way or something that I think other shows have done. Um, and I also really liked when he asked those people in episode three, are you goblins? When uh, he's looking for goblin <laughs> quests. clearly weren't. Yeah, I, I couldn't tell if he was making a joke or not. Uh, and I also like his comment. I really love his line in this episode when he throws like uh, a torch onto some gasoline and it blows up and she's like, what was that? And he's like, gasoline, although, and he says something like, it's very flammable, but it, it should be working better for how much I paid for it. Yeah. Um, yeah. I enjoyed that. Um. You want to get a good deal. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to be buying stuff constantly, like over and over again to fight goblins, you're going to get a, a handle on how much how much bang you should get for your buck. Um, Literal bang. Yes. How much sizzle and burn should you get for your farthings? Um, and sometimes the Slayer is animated in 3D, I think. I thought that was interesting. Uh, yeah. I couldn't tell it's, if he's uh, always like that. Pretty or not. rough. It's definitely like Bruiser 2017 levels. Like when he's just like walking on like episode two. Oh, I don't like know if it's that bad. The Berserk that it, I saw it is, really ooh. is. You think so? It really is. Okay. Uh, only because all of Berserk was in CG that it looks so awful. But for just your main character to be in CG was kind of a was it was pretty it was kind of funny. Interesting. Did you think he was was he always C- CG or was he sometimes no, hand drawn? No, it was just when they were really trying to cut budget. Okay. Which was pretty much every scene where he's not fighting. And it seems like they're they're also um they also uh they outsource like animation companies usually outsource 3D stuff, right? I don't know. That tends to be the case, yeah. Most like traditional animation houses won't have a like in-house CG unit. Yeah, they'll reach out to to Orange or somebody like that or a company from Singapore or something. Um, it's, I mean, orange is usually like a co-production. I guess it'll help out every now and then, but yeah, white Fox isn't like notoriously known for using a lot of CG. I mean, Tanagatri devil's a part-timer signs are all pretty, pretty not reliant on it. I haven't seen them use it this much in anywhere besides this series. So interesting. I didn't find it too distracting. It was like, once I noticed it, I started paying more attention to it. And I don't know, maybe their their animators are like, I, he's in armor the whole time. I don't know how the fuck to show dynamic motion. Just make it 3D. But yeah, it's it's a weird, it's weird. Um, but for the fight scenes, he's usually pretty well animated. Mm-hmm. Mm, okay. I like uh, I like the way his, he's a cool looking guy. Like his character design is cool. Yeah, he's not in full armor or anything. He's There's some smarts to it and some realism to it the fact that he's mostly in leather i think mm-hmm. i don't know what that little like red like dish rag that's all mm-hmm. like in tattered at the back it's kind of uh it's kind of off-putting but no it he's makes sense of why he doesn't like sanitize it or clean it because it helps mask the smell like once mm-hmm. again the mechanics of why he does what he does is the strong point He's like optimized to fight. He's like, all I do is fight goblins. <laughs> so he's like optimized. Put all his stat points in the goblin. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah. It's believable that this is all he thinks about. <laughs> yeah. And we get that reinforced to the point where it becomes funny where he's like, I only want to fight goblins. But I thought about like 
being this guy's roommate must be tough. <laughs> if you're like, do you want to go out and see this play? And he's like, no, I just want to fight goblins. And you're like, okay. Well, he pays his rent on time <laughs> or whatever. You can never listen. I mean, he kind of has that situation. And yeah, like the guy who pays rent who's like, okay. This yeah. guy's weird. <laughs> and, and the girl on that place that he lives seems to be into him. And I was like, you know what? Like girls like a man who is dedicated and passionate about something and not interested in them and confident exactly <laughs> don't pay attention to her <laughs> not super direct so even though he probably smells awful i have to oh think. yeah i he don't know like that he ever changes out of goblin blood and shit i don't know that he ever gets undressed does he does he even shower does he just jump into a bath with his clothes they'd probably get rusty all his metal uh he must smell like straight shit um but he's appealing to to some buxom woman those pheromones yeah that must be it um he's a silver we didn't i don't know if we, we said that, right he's ranked he, silver he's silver which means and he only fights the goblins <laughs> has he ever fought anything else probably not so imagine like you know in like a video game or whatever how how long you'd have to fight like like easy level one enemies before you could level up to like a crazy level well, they said you know they said he's been doing it for years. Yeah. Yeah. So it's like they probably give him like a, only a little bit of experience, but he kills so much of them. Yeah. Know, well, and, and they do so indicate that it's dangerous for someone to take it on by themselves. So it is yeah. like, yeah, he's just killing a ton of them. And there's also the shaman or the hobgoblins yeah. that he runs into that are probably maybe worth double. Yeah. Um, But yeah, it is just this thing where it's like, you know, you could get even higher ranked if you fought some demons. And he's like, no, <laughs> I got a mission. <laughs> Um, and episode one pretty much ends with the thing is like even though all those terrible things happened uh, in front of priestess at the he end. He mercy kills the the one of the girls, the the witch girl, the one, yeah, the, the, mage. the black mage girl who was poisoned. Uh, he he kills her, uh, which kills is hard her. for priestess to take because mm -hmm. she's like, what if we could have helped her? And he's like, you would have just drawn out the process. He kills goblin children. Yes, he doesn't fuck around. He's just like they all grow up and are going to uh, seek vengeance and stuff. And it's like, Bleh. I like that she asked if there were any good goblins. I was like, I want to meet a good goblin. What if a goblin joined their uh, party? I was wondering, I'm like, is this going to be that thing? Is this going to be Day of the Dead or something <laughs> where they train one goblin to be nice and, and salute people and say hello and thank you? Mm. Or is it just going to be that he's like, his answer is very measured where he's like, there probably are good goblins, but... <laughs> For the most part, the best ones are the ones who just never come out of their hole. Mm -hmm. And then he murders. Does that happen in the second Chud movie? If there's a good Chud? Chud 2's subtitle is Bud the Chud. So I have to okay. think if they named him Bud, he's a friendly, nice Chud. Um, Miles, do you remember what Chud stands for? It's I know underground is the U and dweller is the D. That's right. Is it and human? Humanoid. Humanoid underground. I don't remember what it's cannibalistic. Mm. Cannibalistic uh. humanoid underground dwellers. A horror movie known as Chud. Uh, that was uh, important to Miles and me in our youth because the same person that introduced us to uh, Cowboy. I don't know if it was for you, Miles, but the same person who introduced me to Cowboy Bebop and Evangelion. Somehow we became obsessed with Chud and passed around this 1980s VHS to everyone <laughs> in our school. Mm. That is how I watched it. <laughs> and uh, we we all know that movie, but there was a sequel. Did you see the sequel, Miles? Is that what you're trying to tell me? I think I did, yeah. That's crazy. I feel like I did. I didn't even see it. I'm the weirdo who watches shitty horror movies. Good for you. <laughs> I know. 
that's how that's what I tell people about. <laughs> I'll take it. Uh, and that's and, and so yeah, episode one. It's like even after all those horrible things happen in front of the priestess, she still is like, "I'm here for more stuff. I'm here for more challenges. I want to be." Which an adventurer. I don't get. Yeah, she doesn't quite say like, "Here's why it's important to me" or whatever. But it is. It was still nice that she was just like, "I'm I'm here again. Like I'm back at it. Back at it again at Krispy Kreme." Wait, what? Don't you understand? You don't understand why she's wants a. A party I don't understand them. one why she got into this in the first place and why she's continuing to after the trauma she experienced. Mm. So I don't mind that we don't get like a great explanation because I'm guessing we'll get one later. Mm-hmm. What I don't understand is from her monologue at the end, she waxes like they say that rookies get massacred all the time and assaulted women are so distraught from the experience mm. that they flee from society, literally going up into like covens in the mountains because they're so like mentally damaged from this experience that their lives are essentially ruined and they've like withdrawn from society join a temple after which she says but i don't know about all of that anyway i have armor now it's like (laughs) what did you literally just not experience this did you just throw out the trauma that you and your friends underwent because yeah for no reason she just like throws it under the rug and is like okay moving on now and it just that's just how the world is (laughs) It yeah. further just like made those scenes that happened earlier so insignificant. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. I don't shy away from like intense, violent sexual moments in shows like Berserk, Perfect Blue, Shigurui, Devilman Crybaby, Blade of the Immortal, like, etc. Like, so many shows have that. But I feel not to say that they quote unquote earned it by having like great plots and animation, but like those distressing scenes and moments are written to help tell the story and develop the characters. Whereas here, it just felt like a tacked-on set piece to turn hedge and be more of an edgy, dark power fantasy with, like, no maturity or writing to back it up. And it really made so much of what was traumatic in episode one feel that much less meaningful and really left a bad taste in my mouth. It did not matter at all. Yeah, I mean, it is... I'm not, like, saying that they should not have included it, but I, I would agree that it is definitely it's more of an exploitation film and in, in, it's similar to an exploitation film where it's sort of like we didn't need this, but mm-hmm. that's part of what we came here for. And I'm not necessarily saying the sexual assault stuff because I don't really give a shit about catering to people who come to anything looking for that. But as far as like the extreme gore goes and the upsettingness of it all of like children dying uh, and stuff, I think that there are people who know that has nothing to do with the plot or whatever, but that's just something that they don't get in other shows or other properties. So I think that that's kind of what the exploitation genre did when it started in in the seventies, uh, in like American films, you know, where you see movies that just have scenes of drugs or nudity or graphic violence. And you're like, none of this needs to be here. And it's like, that's right, baby, but you love it. Yeah. But that's kind of like the point of an exploitation film. It's not the point of this anime. I would, I think think. it is part of the part of the point of this anime. You think the if the point of it would be more ridiculous if that was the point. Like I think the anime is trying to tell a story, you know. It is, but I th- but I think it it is following in that same idea of like, and here is over the top gore and shit because that's something we can do and we're willing to go there. Yeah. Um, and it's also not that way, bad. I think it's bad. Yeah, I, I mean the the sexual assault is bad, but not the gore. It's not that bad. It could be worse. You know, it could be worse, but it also doesn't need to be there at all. Arguably, I think yeah. they take it to 
a level where I'm kind of like, oh, this is that thing. This is them trying to give you to fill your thirst for gore because you're a weirdo. Um, but it might not be as extreme as uh, what I am led to believe happens in uh, fucking Chainsaw Man. Is that what's coming out soon? I think. Yeah, that's a hot new title coming out. And it's I think it's very much a we as a culture have been more desensitized to violence. We we see Goblin Slayer like burn these children goblin alive and we're just like yeah, I mean, pretty brutal, kind of cool, huh? But <laughs> that's just because we've seen it so much in our media that we're inundated with the violence and it lends to his like ruthlessness of character whereas the ruthlessness of the sexual encounter provided nothing except saying oh this world is so gritty and it's like yeah yeah we got that yeah we just okay yeah they just uh, and and for me it's like they could have just implied it a little bit that would have been enough it's the fact that they showed us more and more mm-hmm. of it i'm like i get it her clothes are coming off and they kind of showed like the after effects you know when when uh the girl you, you see the girls that are all being like hauled away and it or you know taken to the temples that they're going to go to and stuff like that so it kind of touches on it but it's like we're never going to hear from these girls again (laughs) you know i don't know and like the way women are depicted throughout the rest of the show like is a sign that it was like purely meant to titillate people yeah yeah i mean yeah we get some uh episode two we get a uh, a character with a big old big old plot on her with some laughable (laughs) physics yeah uh and it's just like we get like cutaways to girls bathing with like a grunting sound effect. I don't know if you guys noticed that, but it a just grunting. Yeah, in episode two, there's like a uh, and it like as it shifts to just a girl bathing for no reason, then mm. for her to be naked on screen. Oh, I think and I did hear that, but I didn't. I didn't connect the two. That's funny. I, I just why? Like I feel like so much <laughs> of this is sloppy. Even back to like. Oh, ye old times setting. Like, it's a very just lackluster, generic fantasy medieval town. And mm-hmm. we get this guild scene of all these people talking about, oh, we're going to earn some coin and experience. But no one is actually seen talking. We just get characters facing one another with no animation, no lip flaps. Mm-hmm. Like, nothing relates to images to the sound. And it just little things like that that pile on. Like, where is the focus of this show? And. I can see absolutely someone watching this and being like, oh, it's got action, it's got metal music. Goblin Slayer's like, boom, 15, boom, 16. Oh, he's doing this move. It's great. He's using the priestess healing powers in these clever ways. And I see that side of it and why that's engaging to some people. But I look at the rest of the show and I'm just like, but is it earning this? Is it mm-hmm. having the mm-hmm. stuff to back it up? And that's where it sort of falls off for me. Not to be a Debbie Downer. Sorry. No, that's fine. Uh, I mean, yeah, I think this show definitely doesn't care about world building and it just is like, you get all that. Like, it's fun to imagine this as a video game. We really just want to talk about the Goblin Slayer himself. We Mm -hmm. just want to show you how dedicated this guy is and all of his approaches to those things. And I think that's, I don't know how it has spinoff light novels and 15 Uh, volumes of a light novel and all these other things, but. I don't really care about him. I like the priestess girl. I want to know, I want to see her level up. I want to see her get confident. I think that's a good way for her to, I mean, like being with somebody who's like um, levels ahead of you, I think is a good way to like, she's kind of like his apprentice, but she's still like helping. She's still helping, you know, she's not like completely useless. Um, and she's trying so. she's trying to change him a little bit and i wonder yeah. if, he, if he's gonna come along i want him at to all. listen to her <laughs> I, I wonder if he's gonna listen at all or if she's gonna 
take in more of his philosophy. I get the feeling it's going to be that second one more. Or maybe she learns what she needs to from him and then moves on. That's yeah. They kind of hinted that because there's other adventurers. And then when she tries to move on, he's like, no, I need you. (laughs) Yeah. I can't see the caves anymore. (laughs) Um, Do we think that Goblin Slayer is likely on the spectrum to some degree with his behavior, his habits, his communication issues? Do we think that he... Yeah, because he's not—he's not an asshole. No, no. he's overall he's like, just welcoming. He's just mm-hmm. not concerned if you don't have to do with goblins. That comes up when they're when he's like, "You're not coming with me on the trip with like the elf and the dwarf." We're skipping ahead now, but yeah, he's—he basically tells her like, "I'm leaving you behind," and she's like, "Aren't we having a discussion?" He's like, "Isn't this a discussion?" <laughs> yeah, yeah. He just there's a big pause, and he's like. We're doing it now. <laughs> We're talking now. <laughs> I think I think when he decided to dedicate his life to he became just so focused that he didn't get good at human interaction, I think. Well, he also you know, does take he's a just, m- he's just a goblin nerd. That's what I think. He became a goblin nerd and he he's very knowledgeable and focused on goblins and he doesn't really have any friends because yeah. all he does is talk about goblins and I didn't not come everybody here. wants to hear that shit. It's like the real world, but he's like, I didn't come here to make friends. I came yeah. here to kill goblins. And, but but yeah, it's um fucking, in episode two is where I do think that it is like, he has some self-awareness, he just chooses not to engage in it where he is firing flaming arrows at that goblin tree, that nest or whatever, and he's saying to her, he's like, you know, just imagine this happens to you and you've been slaying goblins forever and then some nice moron asks you if uh, it's okay to kill goblin children. Or you hear another <laughs> dumb kid say, oh, I chased goblins out of my village once. And he's and he just tells a little bit, some hints about his life story that goblins yeah. uh, maybe like ravaged his family in town. Yeah. And he had to watch and all these things. And so it's, it's In particular, clear. his sister, which is what is, seems to have bothered him the most, that he was watching the whole time and powerless to stop it as they killed and probably assaulted his sister probably yeah yeah um and and you know while he's kind of you know and it makes sense that he's like not looking at her and telling her this he's sort of like occupying his his mind and his uh his hands with the task at hand while actually opening up and just being like maybe like if these horrible things happened to someone they might really just be focused on uh hating and killing goblins Mm -hmm, or something mm -hmm. you know and he doesn't it's not like so self-conscious self-aware that he's like i don't know maybe someone would be like that and maybe that person <laughs> would never take off their armor i don't know but uh i think that he he kind of knows but he doesn't care that he let's well, not sorry go ahead no no you go ahead i was gonna say let's not forget at the end of that when he's talking about you know he started essentially forgetting vengeance he now takes pleasure in their eradication mm-hmm. like this is a dopamine rush to his system like he gets a positive feedback loop from this and that's driving it as much as his vengeance once did i mean but isn't i i think that's what vengeance is anyway like i don't i think vengeance doesn't really exist on its own you know it's just either like a, a mechanic for like dissuading people from engaging in crime or wronging you specifically ever again and it's also just like it makes me feel better it makes me feel better to put them in the ground or in mm. behind bars or something. So it is, it's mm. surprising that he even admits it. How much of fiction, though, or I guess stories in general, do we get a character on a quest for vengeance and after fulfilling it realizes that like the vengeance was never really what they were looking for? It was more about like the closure and stuff. Mm. And they're like, 
now that I've achieved the vengeance, what was the cause? Like, what was the pain? And the dude's like, nah, the vengeance ain't stopping, baby. We're going <laughs> to keep their good times rolling. Well, he's, like, he's got to kill them all. He's, he's he wants killer. to make them extinct. I guess an endless vengeance. It's a goblin genocide. Uh, key to happiness, basically. I think if he if he can make them extinct, then his it'll be over. That would that know? would suck if it took him that long, and then he was like, maybe I shouldn't have done that. <laughs> he's like, you know what? I didn't need to kill he, all of them. He kills them all except he keeps one like goblin baby. <laughs> oh man, you can't do that <laughs> as like a pet. Even the younglings. Um, I love the line he says in episode two uh, when he's. He has so episode two, like just to quickly sum it up, we see the the redhead girl that he lives with uh, and her bazingas and her like dad or whoever is actually <laughs> her boobs just bounce out the window. Like she looks out the window and her boobs just fall yeah, out. She like sticks her head out the window to say hi to the slayer <laughs> and her tits are also like, hey, she's we're like, here. Hello. <laughs> she's like not wearing a bra. <laughs> uh, she, yeah, she's got she's got overalls on, which I'm sure keep everything nicely contained. Um, and she's, she's got this fence that somehow keeps out monsters. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, it, it's got to be <laughs> big monsters. And you could walk around. Yeah. Yeah, but somehow the Slayer keeps making sure it's in place. She also always sleeps naked. <laughs> yeah, of course. Who does? Well, she's, she's waiting for the Slayer to, to come in. That's my yeah. theory. She seems very interested in him. And they used to be childhood friends. We see a flashback of hers where she couldn't take a boy that she knew with her to the city. And I yeah. think that was him because we don't really see his I face. I thought it was her brother, but I guess it's him. Um, Do we not see his face? We don't see the boy's face. We do face. not. Oh. I'm telling you, it's, it's just Goblin from there up, from the nose up. He's, he's half <laughs> he's Goblin. He's just a Goblin boy. He's a half Goblin boy Aww. and he hates himself. That would be some depth. Um, And then, yeah, it progresses where it's just, it's more of the two of them uh, working together and uh, she's learned a new spell, which is nice, the priestess. Why do you think he take, why do you think he allows her to come with him? I think uh, he appreciates the help. He likes having the extra tool set. And uh, maybe he's like, anybody that wants to cool, kill goblins is yeah. cool with me and I will yeah. teach you the ways. Okay. I, well, based on the conversation she has with the big boob witch, uh, oh, he, yeah. he's had other companions in the past. Mm. Yeah. And people do suggest to her like, you know, I think he uses, uh, you know, young women as bait even. That doesn't mm. really track to me from from what I see of their conversations. But um, yeah, what is with that that booby witch? <laughs> who's smoking can I, can I actually can i say one nice thing about the show sure the actual like first moment of like a clever directing trick uh was when the buxom mage as we're calling her i guess has that like cigar and she spins it around mm-hmm. and she's like talking oh yeah, about, yeah, yeah. Like, the weaklings and we get this like pov of it like cycling around before it settles on the person she's referring to and i was like that's a nice little mm. like flourish yeah and that means that they had to draw it that specific way, I think. They would have had to draw it in a panorama and then uh, just animate whirling around while uh, while it's, uh, well, while it's spinning. Um, but yeah, it's just this weird moment where the priestess is at the guild and this like mage with big boobs that also don't make a noise, but they almost, uh, they, they seem to almost exit her, her clothing. And then she talks in this really slow, strange manner. She's everything ends with like nah. <laughs> and, and a big pause. If you guys have ever seen uh, ReZero, no, we uh, have a lot of the characters in that will obviously not the same writer, but the same White Fox Studio will end sentences or speak with very odd cadences similar mm. to her. Interesting. I wonder why that it's cause is. She, it's because she's a witch. I think she's, she's like a, a sorceress lady. I think she's just high out of her she's mind. She's just like 
<laughs> like like an evil temptress or something. Yeah, there's something where it seems like she's trying to sow, she's trying to yeah. kind of pull the priestess into her side of things. Or yeah. not, because then she's like, you could have worked with those people. Like for a minute, I thought she was saying you could have worked with me. I think she's trying to give her advice, but she is like the sexy woman version of creepy. Like it's not creepy, but it's like, it's like something about her is like kind of ominous. Right? Something's off. Yeah. I don't, maybe we'll find out something about her. Yeah. Um, but uh, in this this uh, episode, while the priestess and the goblin slayer are taking over, well, they're not taking over. They're just destroying these this goblin uh, fortress or tree or some shit. Uh, he's imagining like all these ways that goblins could escape. And uh, she feels bad because I thought this was clever. Uh, he asks her to use her protection spell on this one doorway but she uses it in a way that seals the goblins inside this place that's now on fire. Mm. And she says, like, to think that I would use a protection spell for something like that. And he's like, well, they could have escaped or something. And she's like, she asks him something and he hypothetically is like, well, then maybe they would have done that. And he says, imagination is a weapon. I love that. And then he's, he's like, people without it, like people who can't imagine stuff die. And so for him, it's like to survive and be a tactician, he has to think of like every way something could go wrong yeah. or every way the goblin could think um i thought that was interesting and it is this thing where yeah right after we got some dis unconfidence i don't know we lost some confidence perhaps in his motivations because someone's like doesn't he just use partners as bait mm -hmm. and then she's there like using white magic for the wrong reasons in her mm -hmm. mind it was uh it's, it's interesting certainly interesting and then uh did you guys watch after the credits for episode two no there's like was there a Hint for the next Marvel movie? <laughs> That's right. Nick Fury shows up. Um, God. It's, uh, it's a bard singing a song on the street, and he's singing about... Is, it, is he singing about the Goblin Slayer? He's singing, a, yep. he's singing a bard song about the Goblin Slayer. He's got a very... It's, it's the same song from episode three, which is how the, the, the party of the lizard and elf and uh, dwarf man like find him, because they listen to him singing. Oh. And... That's how they track him down. But mm. you get the full song at the end of episode two. Oh, okay, okay. Um, yeah, it's this guy with this very nice bassy voice singing about the Slayer. And then, yeah, at the very end, we see somebody with elf ears. I don't even know if we see her elf ears at I that thought point. she was a goblin. <laughs> I thought she was I half... thought she was a sexy goblin. <laughs> I thought she was half goblin. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, oh, no. My one weakness. <laughs> yeah. Um, and, and so, yeah, episode three is... Uh, people kind of tracking down. I don't even remember. I was starting to get a little bit sleepy at this point, but uh, basically we're kind of we're kind of running long, so I'm trying to figure out a way to make it quick. But uh, these out of towner people show up that are of different uh, fantasy races: a high elf, a dwarf, and a lizardman uh, show up, and they're looking for the Goblin Slayer, but they don't know what to call him. They call him like Ogre Bulk or something, and uh, Beard trimmer yeah i don't know something like that beard slicer <laughs> gillette yeah <laughs> they call him a uh, wet dry electric uh trimmer whatever because they have their own they're tra they're translating it from their own languages basically and it's weird because they end up being able to say it in japanese but not english is like kind of how it ends right where because he, he says in japanese like someone who kills goblins mm. but then when he walks in the guild lady's like oh goblin slayer and uh. then they they know who who they're talking about mm. Uh, they recruit him because they're worried about some kind of large uh, attack by demons, but they need him to help with some goblin issue. Do I have that right? Yes. 
Yes. Um, and yeah, this is where when he the demon king is about to like do some shit to try to take over the world, and they're gonna unleash a bunch of demons, and it's gonna be a disaster. And um, Demon Slayer is like, well, I don't Goblin care about Slayer, Jackie. Sorry, Goblin Slayer is like, I don't care about that. I only care about goblins. And they're yeah. like, but wait, we want you to kill some goblins. He's like, I'm in. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you son of a bitch, I'm in. He's like, you said my magic words. And it's like. He just walks away as soon as they mention that too. They could have. And he's just like, I got a goblin quest. Yeah. Uh, they'll tell you about it. <laughs> he, he, like they didn't need to tell him any of that. They could have just been like, we have a goblin quest for you. And he would have been like, I'm, I'm in. Yeah. They, that's it. they thought he was going to be like, wait, but who are you? And why yeah. are you telling me this? But yeah. instead he's like, cool. They didn't realize he was such a freak. <laughs> <laughs> they didn't realize that he doesn't stop at all to be like, why are you telling me this? Do I believe you? Are you setting a trap for me? Mm. How come you're all different races, but you're working together, which as the show tells us is kind of weird. It's kind of rare. Um, the I lizard- mean, they pretty much just walk in. They're like, uh, goblins and he's like we ride at dawn like <laughs> no planning yeah and they all like are sort of like at each other's throats like kind of playful they're kind of like making fun of each other um but it's it's nice that they can all get along because also the lizard man when he first showed up i thought he was a dragon i thought it was a dragon and too. Did, didn't one of the characters say dragon they wanted, man. They, didn't one of them say I know, they I, wanted I thought to slay he, a dragon i wrote down dinosaur that he was a dinosaur man i forgot about i forgot about dragons and i was just like he's a dinosaur yeah <laughs> I think he wants to become a dragon. That was his uh, motivation. motivation for becoming an adventurer. No, I, I thought if his motivation if he levels up enough. I thought his motivation was to dispel the rumor that he would be that he he would become a dragon. I don't know. Oh really? Is I don't know. The high elf supposed to be comic relief. We like constantly get scenes of her like tripping on the stairs or like getting I, drunk okay. or being like flustered about her bus size. And I think it was more just like. She's an elf, but she's not like a proper elf. But I, I wasn't sure if it was supposed to be funny. I don't think she fell on the stairs. I thought that at first. And then like we didn't rewind, but I just thinking about it as it went on, I was like, I think that was just an awkward transition. I think it was supposed to be oh. that she jumped off the stairs to join her team on the, I the, thought the she first jumped. floor. Yeah. But yeah, when it first started, because it was in the middle of her talking, I thought she did fall. But mm-hmm. they don't show her like comically hit the ground. But it was yeah. definitely weird. Ooh, I want to. Re- I'm gonna rewind the tapes. It, it was just this weird. <laughs> this it was a weird choice, but uh, yeah, I like how interested she is in the Goblin Slayer, and she does the thing that like you know is coming and has to be addressed, which is someone to be like, "What do you look like under that armor? Mm. Why do you always wear the armor?" I like that she's drunk and kind of poking at him. Yeah, and being like, "Hey, do you always have this on." Um, but uh, yeah, she's supposed to be comic relief, I think. Um. I don't know. Can she evolve? Can if if Lizard Man can can turn into a dragon? Can she turn into? Uh, I don't know. She's two thousand years old. She's done all the evolving she needs to do. You don't know that, Miles. This is like long term Pokemon. Maybe she evolves at three thousand. Who knows? Mm. Um. Who's got the time? And so yeah, the episode I think ends with uh, Goblin Slayer going out, but he's also even though he tells Priestess not to join him. Uh, the young porcelain rank priestess is joining him as are the three other fantasy characters we talked about. And they go to attack. And there's cool metal music playing. Yeah. yeah. There's definitely some some power chords raging behind everything. And they go to attack the goblin nest that is big and scary. Right. Uh, also, so they I, uh... eat cheese and they like it. Oh yeah, there's a scene where they share melted cheese and they love it. Go ahead, Mason. I rewound the tape can confirm it looks like you were right that she just 
does decide to jump down yeah. the stairs. Uh, so you were correct there. But I will say that ending shot of them, you know, going off to their first raid, like walking towards the goblin den as the sun sets as the ending credits roll. If you really look at their walk animation, it is laughably horrendous like it's supposed to be this big badass final shot of them and it's just so poorly done it like it doesn't look good that's weird I, I guess they just like blew all their budget on like making the goblin slayer look cool with his like flaming smoky eye behind all the armor i don't know cool. um but yeah i can't i can't figure out what the deal is with the animation budget for the show i'm glad i didn't notice that i'm gonna look for it yeah. now but um yeah overall i feel like mason i i know how you feel about the show i think i have a pretty good idea um if not for your uh other podcasts and commitments to watching more modern animes would you continue watching the show i probably would not i haven't heard much about the show since its initial uproar as mm. being something worth the the issues coming through i don't think i heard enough of it you know, fulfilling either the excitement of people who did enjoy it and pick it up or saying, you know, despite the issues, I thought it really kind of redeemed itself. I think overall, I heard it kind of got better at the midpoint, but it didn't do enough in these first couple episodes to mm. convince me otherwise. Once again, not to be a Debbie Downer, not to take away from the enjoyment that no doubt lots of people have for the show. I mean, clearly... The listener response, people wanted you guys to watch it. It is a beloved sh- show by some, and it just is not to my general sensibility. So that's that's just me being a, a yeah. grouch. And I can sympathize. I don't think you're, I don't think that you're like nuts. Like what you're saying are, it, it, you know, the problems you're bringing up are not things that I'm like, I didn't see that. That doesn't yeah. exist. I get it. Um, Jackie, how do you, how do you uh, feel? Uh, there's so many anime. I, I liked this show enough based on the first three episodes i would watch more uh to see where it goes see if i continue to like it um it's not like at the top of my list of what to watch next though um but we'll see yeah i also i thought the i thought the ed was pretty good i don't remember how i felt about the op but uh i didn't like it i liked that it was different from like a lot of other ops and that it was like slow yeah but i still don't care about ops at all i i will find that when i sit and listen to it with my (laughs) with my good headphones like when i when i edit this episode and listen to the music then i'll probably be like oh this is good but yeah hearing it through the tv i mean we do have a sound bar but hearing it through that i'm like yeah that's didn't do much for me uh but miles how'd you feel about the show outside of its music uh yeah it was definitely gross and bad which is a shame because i am interested in what happens to the goblin slayer like why he became the way he is and how he will change based on like being around all these different personalities um and i'm also curious about whether they'll explore like like what the point of all this trauma is and like how Q responds to it and how people in general in this world respond to it. But I don't really watch anime. So (laughs) where are you in, in high Q? I stalled out. I'm I'm on the last season available, but I'm like in the middle of it and it'll probably take me months to finish it, but I will. All right. You got to let us know. I did finish Tresse and I 
thought it was bad in the end. Aw. <laughs> Sad. Hate to see it happen. You hate to see it happen to your own As people. A fan of the game. Miles, yeah. you have to write some letters. Like, it was just the last episode was a mess. Oh, okay, okay. Before that, was it good? Was it just the last episode that was disappointing? It was, I liked how much of a mess it was. Uh, and the last episode was just like, it just exploded as a mess. Oh. <laughs> it was just like, it like it introduced too many things and it was just like, I don't know what's happening anymore. And then it just ended. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You were like that person from the Matrix who's just like, not like this. Not yeah. like this. Uh, uh, switch. <laughs> I think it's yes. Switch who does that. Yeah. Think the, about that line uh, the a lot. Room teacher from uh, Harry Potter. Is it really? <gasps> the uh, yeah, the flying teacher. Nice. I'm gonna have to look that up and be like, "Wow, I can't believe I didn't recognize her." Anyway, <laughs> not like this. <laughs> Mason, thank you for coming on the show. Uh, it was good to have someone on who actually uh, watches anime <laughs> outside of whatever it Wait, is. Wait, did we, we hear what what you thought about this show? Oh, uh, tell it? us, Mark. I talk so much that I, I thought it was obvious. Um. I liked it in spite of uh, the stupid graphic shit. And I, I, I am curious to see where it goes. I would love to see the priestess mature as a character. And I'd like to see her become more badass. Uh, I would definitely love to hear someone be like, hey, there's no more uh, scenes of, of rape. You know, then I'd be more interested in, in watching mm-hmm. it. I, I'd, I'm not looking forward to more shit like that. Um and I also hope that, it, that if I were to continue watching it or at least like looking up plot summaries, I don't want to hear that. Uh, I, I don't know. The, the idea of like it could all be a tabletop game because the gods are rolling dice. I feel like if they. Oh, yeah, I don't give a shit. If about they lean into that too much, I would be like, this is fucking annoying. Um, but uh, I would. If the keep show just it. like. I would. Told a story about this guy, it would be so much better. <laughs> like they don't need to do all this like exploitative and like framing shit. Yeah. It could just be like Isekai with guts as the main character or something. Mm-hmm. But that might not be different enough. Anyway, uh, yeah, Mason, thank you so much uh, for coming on. As I said, um, people can find you at Anime Addicts Anonymous. Do you have any specific links or keywords people should look up? Uh, AAA Podcast is usually how you can find us on Twitter. You can find all our websites at aapodcast.com and all that other good stuff that if you were somehow mildly entertained i'd love for you to come by and check it out there's more than just me on the show so it's it's not all just terrible takes on my end but once again thank you guys so much for having me you guys were an absolute blast and it's it's just fun to talk about anime day and night so that's kind of what i do (laughs) thanks for joining us yeah we'll have to have you uh on again sometime other than that uh should we talk about uh what we're going to watch next week? What are we going to watch next week? Well, I'm glad you asked because I am now stalling to open up my Google Keep notes. Mm. And oh, yes. What I want to tell you is that we are not watching anything next week. Next week, uh, Jackie and I will be on vacation. Uh, so my plan is oh, yeah. to remaster and re-release one of the episodes that was deleted from our podcast feed because I used music that uh, some asshole didn't like me using and they took it down. So... We'll be back. Name names, Mark. Name names. Uh, well, some giant fucking corporation that probably owns 40% of all music. I don't know. One of those assholes. Um, but look look forward to hearing... I thought it was like Kanye West emailed you or something. No, Kanye West did take down, I think, episode 39. Not he himself, <laughs> but whatever that music is. I used Blood on the Leaves. Big deal. Everyone needs to hear that song. I did, fuck you. 
Uh, 49, I'll, I'll find out, Miles. I'll let you know what, what music sank Thank it. Thank you. One of them was... I, th- I forget if it was... I think that was the episode where I first released it and I had Prince, which is an idiotic move. There was one episode mm. I like released with Kanye. It got taken down and then I put it back up and I used Prince and it got taken down again or something like that. <laughs> like I, I really am glad that we're doing other shows where I just use the opening and ending. Mm. Anyway, look forward to new content from us in two weeks. We will probably be talking about the original Vampire Hunter D OVA. Not Bloodlust, which oh. we covered some time ago but the original mm. 1985 vampire hunter oh, d people OVA. keep sending us old old anime i love it <laughs> okay Me too. It, what i'm finding is, is i love that shit jackie loves mind games i finally yes, solidified I do. it i've liked psycho- psychological thriller animes <laughs> jackie loves people scheming on each or other just, yeah or just like i knew that you i'm i'm thinking 10 steps ahead of you yeah, i know you're gonna chess. do this so i'm doing this and yes. you're gonna yep 40 chess exactly miles i i think it's like slice of life and sports yeah, um, I'm just a jock. <laughs> we, just, we, we gotta we gotta find something that combines all those things. And yeah, we are on Twitter. We are at JJB Pod. Uh, our Patreon and Twitch is that website slash JJB Pod. And if you have thoughts on Goblin Slayer or uh, if you know anything about Part Six JoJo, you can email us. Uh, and by that I mean like Part Six JoJo anime. I know the story. I read the comic. We are JoJo's Bizarre Pod at gmail.com. Uh, thanks for listening. We'll talk to you later. Bye. 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 Bye.